0: was the night before Samhain and up on Weird Mountain. The drinks were flowing like water from a fountain. The weirdlings were all gathered about for a feast, dancing around the bonfire there within the woodland trees. Byron in an apron, stirring her cauldron, was laughing with glee, cause they came when she called them. The crows were so noisy, though it was getting quite dark. The cats were all yowling, and the dogs began to bark. When what to my furious eyes did appear, that damned groundhog came back, the little shithead is here. I sprang from my chair, my heart filled with rage, This time he'll be got, as I grabbed my 12 gauge. And just as I was about to pull the trigger, the groundhog said stop, and he held up a finger. I came today with greetings for you. So mellow on out, let's share Byron's brew. Then he went to the cauldron and drew me a cup brought it to me, and I drank it all up. Why, it's not poison at all. It's actually quite yummy. Though I'm starting to feel lightheaded and a little bit funny. Then the floor went sideways and my sight grew dark. I could no longer even hear the dog's bark. Then I heard him exclaim as he crawled back into his hole. Happy holidays, everybody. Season's greetings, y'all. consider yourself normal, then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. <laughs> You're Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals.
1: I remember I my cousins, their dad uh, lived, worked at Sales Biltmore Bleachery, and they lived in the Mill Village mm-hmm. right, when we were real young. Um, and Santa would come through the Mill Village on a fire truck. And <laughs> I remember being on their porch and, look at Santa Claus! Santa Claus is on the fire truck! Look at that! Look at that! And didn't have any idea that that was. Was not the tradition mm-hmm. or no, Santa was always on the paper Who knew? Santa was magic. Santa still is magic. Santa Very is magic. magic. Yeah, you're right about that. It's magic Santa. everywhere and Santa's got some of it. Santa's into technology now too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Your ad tracks him every That's year. Right. You yes, can yes. ask Alexa all about him. And uh, oh, <laughs> You can ask Alexa about just about anything. Yes, you can. Oh, Anyway, we're not, we'll save that for another show, our moments with Alexa. So that's creepy. So did how did y'all do it as far as unwrapping presents? Did you do it one at a time, or did you just get in there and everybody just dug in? Or It was just a free-for-all. Was it a free-for-all? Damn free-for-all. <laughs> and then the food afterwards well, or before? oh, God. Well, and the alcohol. You know, we, <laughs> we had the same curse that a lot of Appalachian families did. That my mother and father were both just drunks. They were functional alcoholics. And we'd get up, my brother and I'd get up early, dog early in the morning to see what Sandy had brought and (laughs) open presents from, you know, our grandparents or whatever. And you know, my parents would start drinking Bloody Marys as soon as it was <laughs> off the line. Well, it's a holiday. Yeah, but that, yeah. There's that's that. That's true. There's a line in uh, Christmas National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation where I guess it's Ellen. She says, "Well, it's the holidays, and we're all in misery." <laughs> So we would uh, open all the presents and eat, like, chocolate-covered cherries and crap like that. <laughs> and then we'd go, at some point, we'd go to my grandmother's house. And do Christmas and again. And Christmas again. And then we'd have, like, Christmas yeah. dinner usually there. She would have cooked Christmas dinner. But by then, everybody was just drunk as <laughs> <along> <laughs> well, we Well, we did Christmas on the 24th. Everybody showed uh, yeah, up at my yeah. grandma's house, at my mamaw's house, and all the Christmas presents would get exchanged, and we'd go to bed, and the next morning was Santa would be there. Yeah, I had a cousin who did that, uh, but we didn't. We um, My grandmother occasionally... Occasionally enough that it was have never be like been me. so excited as you were when that fella compared you to Dolly Parton. Oh, my goodness. When he said, I couldn't believe it. He said, you sound like Dolly. He, he said, you are like Dolly Parton. And I said, and I gestured from below my chin and above my hairline. And I said, not in any way you could notice. And he said, no, your voice, you sound like Dolly Parton. And I just went, bless you, bless you, bless you. That's a kind. I give you money. (laughs) It was a high compliment. It really was. And and you were pleased. And I guess that I wanted to talk a little bit about Dolly Parton because I was thinking the other day about her and she's kind of turned into the patron saint of Appalachia. That's right. Nobody can say anything against Dolly. Nobody nope. loves her and with good reason mm-hmm. because she's somebody who came out of this region and she looks back on that with happiness and pride and then she does work in the region. She does amazing mm-hmm. stuff here. And she owns a park called Dollywood yeah. out in Gatlinburg or is it Gatlinburg it's, or yeah, Pigeon Forge or something. Yeah. And that has a huge, Uh, It has a huge impact financially on the area. A lot of people come out. They're paying a lot of taxes. They're employing a lot of folks. And Dolly Parton has just been one of those... Saints, just those she, Appalachian she, saints. She is a saint. Yep. And after that big old fire mm-hmm. in 2016, yep, uh, she, you know, she put her money where her mouth was. She did, and the residents out there were getting checks for four figures every single month. Yep, she helped them yep. get back on their feet, and so what can you say about her? For that, she has achieved modern sainthood. I know, as she's, far as we're concerned, she's our matron saint, the matron saint of Appalachia, mm-hmm. and there was a whole. Hilarious meme that came across social media that was uh, Dolly Spartan. Oh. And it was like Dolly Parton, but dressed as a Spartan warrior. And I was like, Hell yes, Dolly Spartan. <laughs> That's right. What was the size of her breastplate? <laughs> <laughs> Probably customs, I guess. I, I tell you, my favorite story about Dolly Parton is somebody interviewed her and they asked her how long it took to do her hair. <laughs> and she just laughed and she said, Honey, I don't know. I'm never there. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, you know, she. that's the thing about Dolly and Appalachia and some of the females in Appalachia. We just have that attitude. She has this attitude and always did, even when it wasn't exactly proper. (laughs) She was wearing big wigs and makeup and long nails. Spangles and that tiny little waist and those big old chests. Big old chests. And she didn't apologize for it. No, no, no. And she never had and she never will. Mm-mm. And she wrote some real good music that was the backdrop to so many of our lives. Mm-hmm. This, this time of year, I'll start thinking about Hard Candy Christmas, that oh, song. You gosh. remember that song? Yes. And that uh, coat of many colors yes. that my mother made for me. That was, yeah, the Joseph's coat yeah. that she was yeah. talking about. Oh, gosh, so. that was, I mean, heartbreaking. And she doesn't she sugarcoat. What it was like to grow up poor here? Nope. she's very clear about what that was. That it was cold, and there wasn't a lot of food, and yeah. it yeah. wasn't an easy there thing. Wasn't, there wasn't extra money. Sometimes there wasn't money at all, but there certainly wasn't extra money. But that no. still goes on, you know. Yeah, absolutely, it does. Yes, yeah, a shame. But anyway, I remember that song, the Hard Candy Christmas song. Yeah, and okay. I'd go around this time of year singing it. Yeah, and what it meant to me personally was the story of the little girl remembering her Christmases. And I would think about my grandma and I would wonder if, you know, I would assume that that's the kind of Christmases that they would have. I heard about things like circus peanuts and apples and oranges and all of that in, for Christmas, but I never did experience it. What I experienced was a lot of presents wrapped under the tree and a lot of relatives who loved me and made a big fuss over everything. But that made me very lucky, didn't it? It did. And and you are the kind of person who recognizes that good fortune and meets it with gratitude. Yeah. Um, I wrote a, a story about... Christmas when I was younger about my brother and I going up on the mountain to cut the tree to cut down the christmas tree <laughs> and it you know it was a uh, was an adventure there I have cut down a christmas tree before oh uh, already me too plenty of them and they're always too big always They're always too big. and They're not shaped pretty because they're not grown on a tree farm usually. Exactly. (laughs) And they were always like, what is that, awful yellow pine or white pine or whatever that is. But, boy, they smell good. Yeah. They smell real good. Do you remember mistletoe? See, I I don't know if it's still popular nowadays. It is, but, I mean, when I was a kid, it wasn't a thing, really. It wasn't? Uh Uh-uh. I remember my grandmother, uh, when I must have been in high school, I had heard about... A kissing ball, and that's just this little decorative thing that hangs up and has mistletoe, and you kiss underneath it. It's <laughs> usually plastic. Yeah, <laughs> but I and I heard about that. I think at in Dickens or something like that. It was not traditionally Appalachian. Hmm. We used to go look for mistletoe when it would start getting cold. Mm -hmm. And when the leaves would come down from the trees, then you could see where the mistletoe was. Because it was usually in the top of the really tall uh, oaks. Mm -hmm. I think it was oaks. Yeah, it was oaks for sure. So so I did not, I think maybe once or twice I've done it, but usually I didn't. (laughs) Usually there'd be some relative or somebody who would come by and knock on the door, and they'd have a whole bunch. Mistletoe, and they'd just say, "You need any of this mistletoe?" And they oh, huh. they put it in little pouches and put it on the tree every now and then, and we would hang it and so on and so forth. Yeah. And I always loved mistletoe, and I wanted to cultivate it, <laughs> and I still do. I don't care. <laughs> not cool i just well, think they're cute. in uh, in britain mistletoe grows on like apple trees hmm. so it grows low down you can walk through a, an apple orchard and there'll be a big old bow a mistletoe is it really mistletoe well it's a different variety of mistletoe than we have here oh. the mistletoe we have here really is it's not good for the trees is what i understand right I understand. it's a different variety of mistletoe but when i was coming up not so many people kept mistletoe and had mistletoe in the house, as they did. They shot it out of the trees to sell it to make extra money. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Because that is how you harvest mistletoe. Yes, you shoot it out of the tree. You don't. And I, you know you can be as fancy about stuff as you want to. And uh, squeamish and oh, how could you use a gun to shoot down a mistletoe? <laughs> well, that, that's just what you do. That's, <laughs> it's what we've always done. People are surprised when they hear that. What did they expect? I'm not going to don wings and go up there and, and fly up to the tree and fly well, I did, down. I did know this fellow about 20 years ago who said he was a druid. And I was saying something about we were doing a, a winter solstice celebration. I said, I'd love to have some mistletoe if anybody sees any. What I thought is they might see it at the farmer's market or someplace like that. Well, he donned his white robe, and he climbed to the top of the tree, and he cut it with his silver sickle or some, I mean, he claimed all this. I didn't see any of it. And then you toss it down from Aww. the tree onto a white sheet. I mean, he said he did all this stuff. I don't know what A oh, white sheet? Yes. He's yes. going to be a good aim if he's up there. That's right, dropping it onto a sheet. That's pretty good. But that's what he said he did anyway. I had the mistletoe, so. I wouldn't complain. Well, you you used to be able to get it at the convenience store. Isn't that the weirdest thing? Well, and you get stuff. It looked like it was old and dried out, and they'd spray-painted it green and (laughs) added some plastic white berries. Probably they did. (laughs) They might have. I don't know. It depended on if you got it from Esso or (laughs) Phillips. I try to get me, a, a you know, a good hank of it every year out at the farmer's market, because mm-hmm. the folks out there that coming in from the tree farms, they usually have it. And I love to say, so how'd you get this? So the person can explain, well, we, ma'am, we, we shot it out of the tree with a shotgun <laughs> I go, well, you must be a very good shot. That's right. Well, yes, ma'am, I, I ain't bragging, but I'm a pretty good shot. I can hit the mistletoe. Yeah, I can get you some mistletoe. <laughs> and if you sweet-talking, sometimes they'll find you The special one with all the berries on it, guys. Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas from your K-March Christmas store. Sleep on sweaters and on hats, bowling balls and baseball fans. Cameras, TVs, bikes, and plants. Goldfish, fat boys, slippers, pants. Billwick's dresses, perfume socks. Toasters, roasters, boats, and cocks. Candy records, films, and toys, and Santa Land for girls in fall. And when you think about all the wonderful food that they brought out around the holidays,
0: mm-hmm. there's
1: certain, it, it makes you smile for all, all of those reasons that, look at what an effort they would go to. But I think about, this would be my great aunt, Marie, my, who I was named after. She called it sody bread. So- uh-huh. soda, soda bread is what that. Sody. Is. But sody bread, sody bread. And my granny would call it sody bread. Well, and and uh, sodi water. So a Coca-Cola. Oh, I've never heard of that, that one. Would you drink you some? I'd love to have me some sodi water, and that would be a Coca-Cola. Oh, now it was a Coke for us. No matter what flavor it was—grape, orange, whatever. Do you want an orange Coke? Yeah, and it was. I have I it called a dope. Have yeah, you ever heard that? About, yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah, dope a dope a moon, moon pie and dope was yep. was like a thing I believe for a brief while a uh, peanut peanuts and a dope peanuts okay Salted, uh, you're a West Asheville girl through and through aren't you no ma'am I am not I am an Inca Candler girl oh yes okay and nowadays, people would not make that distinction because people think Inca Candler is part of West Asheville. Right, because it's got the same zip code, or does it? it? It was very different. And Inca is different than Candler, but they always lumped us together. As yeah. Me too. I always lumped y'all together. Yeah, we're not the same. <laughs> well, I was West Asheville, or which worst Asheville, to Andrews Ash- Creek and Robbinsville. Very continental. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah um, gosh there we went down the rabbit hole of memory then, didn't we? We did. well, let me t- say also, I was when I said that about Continental, I was thinking about the drive to Robbinsville. That's a beautiful drive. But especially back then it was a two-lane drive when I was a kid and w- my parents would time it so that we would be in the dark and be able to look at all the Christmas lights. Oh, Maybe that's so nice. It was. Now, you want to talk about something that will flat out get me in a Christmas mood. And when I was a kid, by the time we'd get to Robbinsville, it'd be two hours later, you know, we would just be all excited. And the Christmas lights were a big part of it. I'm looking at those, Chris, and some of them were just, and and we used to observe that the best lights were on the worst houses. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. If it oh. was a shack during the daytime, it was a Christmas palace in the evening. hmm. Just beautiful. And I wonder why that is. Well, finding something beautiful. I don't know I mean people people lean towards beauty Mm -hmm. and you might not be able to have that 24 7 but by golly between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day you could have up all kinds of lights oh definitely things you know I see yards now and they oh golly they got lights all over the house they got their shrubs all got lights on them they got them big blow-up things from Lowe's, yeah yeah, like a whole winter wonderland in their yard they do. I like just plain old lights. That's what I like. You just plain old lights. You can do all kinds of stuff with them. And we would have the, uh, when you'd get into town, the telephone poles would have big giant lights that the town had put up you know that were big pieces of wire shaped like candles or wreaths or something and they'd have lights wrapped around them they'd be sitting out from the phone poles do you remember that i do remember that haywood road did that all the way up i think Patton avenue did that all the way through the middle part of town yeah well there's still decorations downtown I, there are. I'm sure they're not the same, but... I no, because you remember that. those in West Asheville? It was like a big old garland across the whole street. Yes, it'd be Being in an, an X shape. X. What? It, the garland would be in sometimes in an X shape over the road. Is that what you're talking about? No, it was droopy. It was like a droopy garland. In the middle of the garland, there was a wreath with red balls. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, ma'am. I that was pretty. So, I would probably, if I could find some of those at some of that Gov Deal auction. I might have to. Have you heard a gov deal auction? I have not. What is that? Well, that's when the city governments are getting rid of stuff, like office furniture or something. They just throw it out there on gov deals, and they'll say, "Hey, here's twenty office chairs, but you got to pick them up." Or here's ten computers, none of them work, but you got to pick them up. <laughs> you know, and uh, you just bid on them. I yep. bought file cabinets for my office from there. Well, the decorations in West Asheville—I know where they went. They went into the landfill where New Belgium is now. That's a shame. We saw them go in. That's a real shame. Well, it's the city of Asheville, and they ain't got a damn lick of sense. And you can quote me on it. Wow! You put it on a damn T-shirt. Well, it looks like somebody would have said, hey, let's m- sell this stuff and make some money like the rest of the city governments have been doing for the last well, I, 12 years. Well, this was this was 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And I'm sure somebody with money decided those things look shabby. <sighs> and so they just it had to go. Mm. You know how we do around here. I do shabby is uh, shabby is a state of mind too isn't it it is i'm just yeah that's we <laughs> back to expectations again who it's said that, uh, what yeah what something what is beautiful versus what is not it could be argued that my relatives homes and even mine have aspects of shabbiness to it but they're beautiful i mean your place is beautiful Yeah. uh, My grandma's place was beautiful, too. So whatever. I'm in a contrary mood. I just want to argue today, I think. (laughs) I have no idea why I need to back off the caffeine, girl. Well, I've been doing a lot of that, too. What uh, w- what we could tell our folks is that right? as part of the pre-show, both of us said, excuse me, I've got to go to the bathroom. And we both ran off and did that. And I think that's attributable to the amount of caffeine the two of us have had. You're uh, right. And you saw the size of the cup I was drinking from. Oh, my Lord. And I've heated up this cup of coffee, I don't know, a dozen times, I think. Have you? Well, you're not caffeinated enough. Well, exactly. No, I'm plenty caffeinated, I'm afraid. Um, So I think what we want to make sure people know is that this is a beautiful time of year, but it can also be a hard time of year. It can be a time of year when you are just flooded with memories. Mm -hmm. And some of those memories are going to be sweet and some are going to be bittersweet and some are going to be bitter but we are humans and we live in this land of memory and especially here in the mountains Mm -hmm. and uh, memories wrap around us like a quilt and there's going to be a patch over here that's ragged and there's going to be a patch over here that's glittery. Mm -hmm. But the whole thing is the, is the patchwork of how our lives have been. That's right. And as, as you get through the holidays you might be able to find something worth keeping, something worth remembering. And just my piece of advice is don't let anybody else's expectations get you down. The holidays yeah. are what they are. And be glad. And anytime you go through something that's not necessarily pleasant, you come out of it a little bit stronger and more knowledgeable afterwards. So, that's why you should pity wise people because they've been through a lot. They've been through a lot. You have yeah, don't start out wise. Well, I gotta tell you, I think twenty twenty has—it's been. Oh Lord, has it been hard? But I—I've learned so much about myself. I've learned about myself interacting with other people. I've learned about other people. I mean, I there—it has been a time of gathering in not only information but wisdom too. Yeah, for all of us, and for that, yeah. that's one good thing that we can take away from twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's. I guess we're going to have to get going because I need to figure out how to make a crustless pumpkin pie. That's what my goal is. Huh. well, that shouldn't that shouldn't be hard. Why Why are you making it crustless? Because the carbs. Because I learned about it, and I just thought, well, I'm going to try that. I you've got a recipe for it. That yeah. sounds good. And the, and the carbs is part of it. And I was told about it by somebody I love, and I just thought, well, I'm going to try that. I like it. Yeah. Are you cooking today? No, I don't start cooking big until tomorrow, and then I'm going to make some tomato sauce and a cake. And, and we are having ham on the 25th so i'm gonna make all the things we love to have with ham which is potato salad and green beans Uh and deviled eggs so it's gonna be like a summertime picnic over here my goodness it sounds good we're gonna we're gonna do that traditional italian thing christmas eve called the feast of seven fishes Oh my and we're gonna goodness. eat a ton of seafood, a metric ton of it. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Oh, so it was. It is gonna be great. I can hardly wait. I've started thawing the few things I had to get frozen, like the calamari. But it's gonna be good. We're gonna eat a lot, and the kids are gonna be here, and it's just gonna be. It's gonna be lovely and easy. This has been the quietest Christmas that I've ever experienced. My mother is gonna make a ham and between us they'll end up being three or four sides, one of which will be the deviled eggs, just cause that has to happen. So it'll be similar to what you're eating. I'm telling you deviled eggs may be the perfect food. I'm just saying. I think you could be close to right. I, love, I, I can eat my weight in deviled eggs can you? It's I, awful. It's awful, because I I weigh a lot, so that's a lot of little legs. You do not. You do not. You're shrinking before our eyes. Well, I don't know about that. Well, enjoy your cooking today, and I'm going to do the same exact thing. I want to hear about that pumpkin pie, and why don't you put that recipe on Facebook for us? I will. I actually will. That sounds real good. I'm going to make my legendary honey cake. Oh, that is—it's got everything in it, but the, you know, but the baby's dirty diaper, and it's so good, but it's real rich. I thought you were going to make a plum cake. Oh, I did that, but I—I I sent that off to my cousin. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. I got so for you. us to eat. We got that. I—I I know. I might make a pie too. I don't know. Yeah. If and it's a big if, if I feel like it and if I have the time, I'm going to do make some pecan turtles. Oh my gosh! So I'll make that with homemade caramel. Mm-hmm. The the crockpot caramel. Have you ever done that? I never have. I'm not a crockpot put person, but I've made caramel. Yeah. That. Crockpot Crock-Pot caramel is the easiest, best caramel you ever wanted to taste. No joke. And I use condensed milk, sweetened condensed milk. Yeah. You can put it in coffee if you want to. Or you can turn it into cake uh, icing because it's the really fluffy caramel. So what you do is you take some fresh pecans and you lay them down on your parchment paper. And then you take that caramel and you drop it on top of the pecans. And then you put them in a freezer and freeze so that that caramel freezes. And right before you take them out of there, you melt your, uh, you take your golf wax and your good quality chocolate. I'm a fan of good quality chocolate, okay? Oh boy, me too. Yeah. Mix it with the golf wax. And then you take out the frozen candy. And you do the quick dip in there and put it back on some wax paper, and, and voila, elle est finie. Et très bien, so good, um, well, I found a, I know you need to go, but I found a really good recipe for peanut butter fudge. Ooh, do say. And easy, easy, two cups of sugar, and I think it's a quarter cup of milk, and you boil that for two and a half minutes, and then you dump in a cup of peanut butter and a little bit of vanilla extract, and you pour it into a greased pan. Man, this is good. It is so good. Oh, man. That does sound good. I had a thing that I got used to drinking. It's called Indian Punch. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really good, and they would make it with tea. And, of course, Russian tea, for me, is the most Christmassy drink ever. Really? Yes. Yes. And the cheesy way to make it, too, with nest Tea and Tang. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way to do it now. (laughs) You are so funny. I do love spicy tea, though. I don't know about I don't know about Russian tea. Well, my favorite drink this time of year is a Bloody Mary, so that's a little bit different than Russian tea. but I guess you could do Russian tea with vodka in it. How would that be? I wouldn't I don't know. I've never had a mixed drink with tomato juice in it in my life. Do you not like tomato juice? I do like tomato juice, but I just never have had a mixed drink with tomato juice in it. Well so. I do one with uh with tomato juice and um tequila that i call uh, brujita oh a- my goodness good tasty i love tomato juice yeah I, I believe that would probably kick my butt so it probably would because you ain't a drinker really yeah, i have no tolerance for it and i don't think that i should anybody with my dna set no so. exactly me either so. but i do but I know that this is Christmas. I hope everybody has a merry one and a safe one, no matter if they're drinking brujitas. Is brujita a Christmas drink? Or is it an anytime drink? It's an anytime drink. Okay. That sounds good. If I, if I was a mixed drink person, I think I'd probably want one that was blue or purple. And I would want steam coming out of it, just really heavily. And it could mm. bubble too. That'd be all right if it bubbled a little bit. And then when you put the straw in it, the drink would scream a little bit. <laughs> now we're back at Halloween again. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was still at Christmas. That's just my Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals. WYRD.